Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 17 of the Rugged Angel podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I uh, really appreciate it. If you have not done so, could you please take the time to subscribe to the Rugged Angel Productions on iTunes, as well as follow us on SoundCloud, and uh, give Rugged Angel Productions a like on Facebook and a follow at the underscore Rugged Angel on Twitter. So the Pittsburgh 48 Hour Film Project is upon us. The filmmaking weekend is this weekend, July 10th. So if you're um, signed up, are you pumped? Are you ready? Are you prepared for the frenzy that is going to be thrown upon you? I am. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not making the film this weekend. So that's all up to you guys. So hopefully you're, you're pumped and ready to go. If you're not involved... Please uh, look out for the screenings. They're going to be happening July 19th, 20th, and 21st at the Hollywood Theater in Dormont. And if you're not in Pittsburgh at all, um, you know, probably check out to see where the 48-Hour Film Project is happening near you. You can go to 48hourfilm.com slash Pittsburgh for Pittsburgh information or just the 48hourfilm.com to find out where there is one close to you that's happening. You can also like the Pittsburgh 48 Hour Film Project Facebook page and you can follow Pittsburgh 48HFP on Twitter. So remember last episode, I think it was last episode, what I talked about um, my nerd block box subscription box that I got and I gave away um, some Doctor Who stuff and a young lady named Rebecca Weaver won that and hopefully she has it by now. I shipped it in, off into the mail this week. So I'm going to give away some more stuff that was in my nerd block box that I don't particularly need or uh, want in my life. Um, it's Mr. Bean stuff. It's a Mr. Bean bendable and there's also a Mr. Bean teddy bear. So I'm going to be giving that stuff away. Uh, check out the Twitter the underscore rugged angel to find out more information on how to do that. And uh, hopefully if you love being and you want to participate and you'll want to get in on this and you'll want to make this bean thing your own, this bendable bean and his bean bear your own, they'll find a, a welcome home with you. This episode is with Miss Kelly Grieve or Mrs. Kelly Grieve. And um, this is also still part of the Pittsburgh 48 Hour Film Project edition, where I am speaking to the fabulous women who have participated in the Pittsburgh 48 Hour Film Project or are participating this year. Um, Kelly participated a couple years. Um, she uh, was with Du Bois Business College as well as with her own um, team. She headed up with her husband, Ian. Um, we have a fabulous conversation uh, that just ranges from topics like 90s grunge to spoken word and poetry to natural healing to coffee. And of course, we talk about the Pittsburgh 48-Hour Film Project and filmmaking and writing and everything that goes along with that. So um, hopefully, you will get some tips, you will learn some stuff, and you will just laugh and enjoy and have some fun. Words of wisdom. You are good enough, smart enough, beautiful enough, and strong enough. Believe it and never let insecurity run your life. Well, Kelly Grieve, welcome to the Rugged Angel Podcast. Hello, glad to be here. 
Thank you so much for joining me. It's been a long, hard road, apparently, trying to get us together to yeah. be able to do this. But, um, you know, technical. Hopefully we can... Yeah, hopefully we can keep at it. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get this done. We're going to work through this hour together. You, you and I. Get her we're done. We're going to get her done. Um, <laughs> so uh, you were, you're, you're from Pittsburgh originally, right? Well, I'm from a small town that's two hours north and east of Pittsburgh called Dubois. Okay. But I lived in Pittsburgh for five years. So okay. I moved, I moved there in 96 and I was there until 2001. So I know Pittsburgh pretty well. Okay. And um, I know that you recently moved to Savannah. I did. Nine months ago. Why? What um, brought that on? Um, well, for one, the weather. Ah, <laughs> where, yeah. where we are. I mean, it's always rainy and there's clouds and... I don't know, 36 years, seven years of that, I said, oh, I'm done. I have some good weather. Also, there's a driving film scene here. So we came down for that for my husband. Oh, cool. Well, and I guess for me, too. Yeah, so uh, I'm assuming you're enjoying Savannah so far. Oh, man, yes. The the weather itself is just a reason to be here. So uh, Here it's just it's a beautiful place. Like, it's a, a, like really nice greenery and whatnot and just... The trees, I fell in love with the trees. And the ocean being 20 minutes away doesn't hurt oh, either. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Lucky. It's nice. How's your summer been down. so far then? Good. Hot. Started really hot. 100 degrees. Oh. Uh, everybody's sweltering. Yeah, yeah. You know, when uh, this, the uh, summer solstice, it's definitely hot. <laughs> it's oh. apparently unseasonable. I guess it's like that in August, so... Oh, okay. Well, at least you know it's not the norm. I hope not. <laughs> it's just Savannah's way of welcoming you. Hey, this is I what we have so. to offer. Yeah. Now take it. Here's your son. You wanted this. Now you got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me a little bit about yourself, like outside of um, being from outside. Du Bois and, you know, well, moving to Pittsburgh. Yeah. I Well, Du Bois is a kind of small town and uh, it's kind of hang out. I would call it a truck stop town. Which is okay. What I think of it as, like just right off I-80 and it's kind of like, eh, there's a bunch of sheets. I think, I think we have like three sheets and <laughs> right before, I write, I think three off the top of my head in town and just, just peppered with little businesses, bars and churches and clubs, things like that. And uh, But I decided I was bored after mm. 18 years and said, please get me out of here. I want to go to Pittsburgh. Let me do something like disaffected grunge 90s teenager. Yeah. Like, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I went out and we moved into a house in Bloomfield. Where I, think, I don't know. It might have been like, there were definitely like four of the women living there for a while. We just had a whole bunch of people, probably like 10 people. At oh, once. Yes. Yeah. And then we had to branch out because we were driving each other crazy. Well, you know, youth when you're young and, you know, your first time out of your parents' house, anything goes, you're just like, fine, yeah, 10 people and two bedrooms, sure, we can cram that in, we can make that yeah. work. It's we just, did for a while. We're and just partying. We <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were. We, yeah, we thought what, like we were partying and then we had to branch out because we were like, you know, it turned into turned into a reality TV show, drama <laughs> and junk. So we said, forget it, let's let's try to be normal. And <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And so we, I moved from Bloomfield to, uh, I, I honestly lived in five different neighborhoods in five years when I lived in Pittsburgh. So I went from Bloomfield to Greenfield. And then I lived there and 
Worked Coffee, where it's at a natural health store. Actually, two of them. Worked Coffee again. I, I'm a coffee freak, so one. Mm-hmm. So that'll be part of my <laughs> part of our segment later. Gotcha. But um, and then I ended up getting into natural medicine. I went to massage school. Oh, wow. Uh, and I'm actually, sadly, I've had to stop uh, after 10 years of doing massage. I had to quit because I've had some skin issues. And I'm like, well, I can't identify them yet. So I've had to take a massage hiatus until further notice. Oh, no. Uh, I hate it. But it's, I, my body just kept rejecting it. It's like, hey, you want to do massage here? Here's a rash. I'm like, no, I don't want to give people that. And I don't want it myself. So let's stop for a while. And it's... I don't know what it is that doctors just say it's eczema. So maybe it's just eczema. I don't know. It could be. I I uh, used yeah. to have eczema growing up. Did you? Um, yeah, but um, it, I kind of I grew out of it when I I want to say like by the time I was like I don't know twenty five or something. Uh, but yeah, I would also can. I would always yeah. notice that it would flare up most like you know in when it was really hot weather for one, and then like uh, if I had a lot of sugar, a lot of sugary yeah. things or high fructose corn syrup things like that. Yep. That would oh, definitely yeah. cause it. Well, you just keep bringing up my top five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So let's move on to um, the uh, Pittsburgh 48-hour film project. Ah, yeah. Um, after Pittsburgh, I ended up going back home. I'll try to jump around. And uh, being home for a long time, I met my husband. He and I met in the community theater mm-hmm. in our hometown. And we were there for quite a few years. And we ended up um, being commissioned or were like asked by the local film students in our business college to do uh, acting for them, for their student film. And that was kind of cool because we never really had anything like that. And it seems that John Russo and Russ Streiner from uh, The Night of the Living Dead, mm-hmm. uh, they came up and they were mentors to these students. So there right. was a film program there in our tiny little business college. So they were helping out, and we were being asked to do the film film. So we started hanging out with the students and making movies. No, as and you weren't enrolled at, at Du Bois Business no, College. No, nope. we were. I was just part of the community theater. Okay. So they commissioned us to help because I mean, I, it's it's a small town. You need to find actors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to right. find and and we did that, and then we ended up. Um, trying for the 48 then. So we had a team in 2012. We were actors in it. And I think 2013, my husband and I were actors in it as well. And then 2014, we said, hey, let's just lead it. Let's try it. And it worked out really well, I think, for for what we had. Everybody had a good time. Didn't you end up, what, what was the, your team name in 2014? Say it again, I'm sorry. No, the... Uh, the first, before you guys had your own team, you were always with Du Bois Business College? No, they, that was just something. Actually, we formed the team, and it just so happened that members of the business college were going to be part of it. Oh, our team. okay. Like, yeah, there were really two that were actually in the college, and then there was one, uh, there was a couple that were alumni from there. Okay. But, um, yeah, my husband and I wanted to start it in the business college itself, was just kind of, you know, well, if if we're going to utilize the equipment there, yada, yada, stuff like that, then mm-hmm. we have to use their name. So that's what happened. Okay. Doing it that way. So that's that's how we got the team name. Okay. So what was your other, when you guys formed your own, you said, what was your team we name formed, then? 
we, we had, had led, led the team before that. Um, we were just actors in the previous years. Okay. So we were just part of the other team. I think, I'm trying to remember what the first one is. Hilariously, I believe it's Team Ramrod. I, think I remember the that, first yeah. One. Yeah, so we just ended up being part of Team DBC in 2013 and 14 because, uh, well, first first one that was led by other, stu- other students, and then the second time, we just were utilizing the equipment and we were utilizing uh, things at the school, so they said, oh, we'll take on our team name, so we did. Okay. Like if you're, yeah, so it's kind of conditioned, conditional, like, oh, if you want to use our stuff, use our yeah. Totally well, understand. <laughs> so yep. you've mentioned yep. that um, 2014, it worked out well for you guys. Um, why do you say that? Um, because of we got a best runner-up film. That's and right. Photography, and we were really, really excited. Uh, gee, the way we yelled, you thought we'd have won the whole thing. We were about to scream, and <laughs> <laughs> we were just really pleased with ourselves that we did as well as we did. We were like, "Wow, really?" Like we, I think we were all astonished that we got that far. Well, tell me about your first, the first time that, well, first of all, what was the name of that film? Um, the one from 2014? Yeah. Heels on Wheels. That's right. Yep, yeah, I really, yep. really like that one. That was a good one. Um, okay, so the first time that you, tell me about your experience with the first experience with the 48-hour film project. You mean the first, the, the 2012? Yeah, the first time, like, okay. you know, um, how, like first... what you were feeling, like, once you got emerged into it. <laughs> Well, we we didn't feel terribly stressed only because we knew how to act and act a long time and do a lot of waiting and we'd already been doing films with our friends in like independent films. So mm-hmm. we knew there was a lot of like, okay, gather up all this junk and okay, wait and say we do camera junk, you know, like all that, like all the technical difficulties, <laughs> right? Stuff like that, and then costuming. Just we were kind of already knew what it was about because we had done it for fun. And mm-hmm. so when we got into it with 48, it was just compressed. But when in 2012, we weren't really very uh, responsible <laughs> for the whole thing. We just had to act. Okay. And that's easy. It's easy to act for us. So, so it's the easy part. The acting part is the easy part. It's everything else, the hard part, you know, the production part of it, the, you know, the crew part is the hardest part, in my opinion, of yeah. the 48 hours. Yeah. Because sure. just just so much time, it's so much time consumption. Acting can be done quickly if you do it right. Yeah. Who yeah. needs the time that they need? <laughs> when did you, um, when did you take on the other, like a, a crew role? In, like, 2000, in 2014, that's when we said, okay, you know, let's try it. And we were really confident anyway. We had already worked with everybody that we thought, you know, might want to join us. So mm-hmm. I said to my I said to my husband, Hey, let's do this. I'm like, What do you want to be? Like, what what part do you want to play? And he said, I'll direct it. So he did. And I mean, he was on hand to act just in case he needed to, because that was his his forte. Mm-hmm. And then our friend, uh, I called a friend, Chad, and I said, Hey, what do you want to do? Because he usually writes. And he's like, Well, I don't really want to write. I really want to act. We're like, Okay. Well, and it, it kind of went along the line like that. You know, called our from the instructor and he was going to be the director of photography because he was comfortable with that. Everybody did what they loved mm-hmm. and what they were at least semi-good at. You know what I mean? Like, and, and in my opinion, they were all, you know, better than semi-good at it. They were all really talented people. So they all did really well and they all loved what they did. And that's what I think made it more successful. Just we enjoyed the process. 
Yeah, definitely. That'll make the big difference, like the biggest difference of all. If you're already doing something that you love and then you're good at, then yeah. Hell yeah, you're going to do much better. Um, what was your role specifically? Um, I did. I was producer, and then I, I also wrote, uh, co-wrote with my husband, and uh, acted. I got to be the human statue last year. Right. <laughs> so I got to play. I got to wear three hats, basically. And were there any of them that you enjoyed more than than acting? Um, I love writing. I've got to say, like at this point, I've been uh, focused on writing more. So I yeah. really want to, yeah, perfect my writing. I mean, I love to act, but I don't always fit the bill. Mm-hmm. or role they need. So for me, writing is great because you get to be part of the conception of the idea. You have a lot of creative power. Right. So I love that. I love being the idea man, you know? Yeah. So speak. Is but, there a specific but, genre you prefer to that you lean towards more? For me? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I happen to be, it's weird, like, <laughs> if, if I, sh- I should be doing documentaries because I'm very, like, like non-fictional, but I've been mm. forcing myself to do fiction. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'll end up being like, a, like a, doing a bio, biopic or something like that because it's a lot harder for me to do fiction. I, that's my, that's what I'm working on, doing fiction. What um, do you find difficult about doing fiction? I am not good at fantasy worlds. I oh. like to turn things into reality. I love realistic, applicable things. Um, for me, fantasy isn't worth having fantasy unless you can make it a reality. Oh. I'm strange, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think fantasies should become reality. I think, you know, dreams should come to life. So oh, I, I like, like it. I guess that's why I like film. <laughs> because <laughs> you kind of do that, you know. It can, at least you can pretend. Yeah, definitely. And so I guess what... for my fantasy life. <laughs> 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 What would you want to do a documentary on, or or who would you like to do a biopic on? Oh, I would probably do my own. I'd probably uh, do the story of my life. Yeah? It's It's a strange story. Um, I've had some ideas with it. Uh, It basically as a 90s piece, because it was in the thick of the grunge era and stuff like that. I do love a good good 90s story. Yeah, Uh, and there's some wild characters, you know, and the music would be amazing, I think. I oh, think yeah. The music would be the best part. <laughs> Definitely. Granted, you could get permission to use it, you know. That would be <laughs> the hard part. So do you have anything on the top of your head, like any of your wild characters that you that are just kind of... Oh, the wild character in... Oh, boy. Um, the wild character would be this... It's basically a person who has a social disorder, mm. <laughs> but they're very gifted and mm-hmm. very talented and uh isn't that always the case music? though oh man yeah <laughs> and, yeah almost borderline psycho in in a funny way yeah if you're crazy like a lot of times the craziest ones are the most gifted and that's kind of scary but right yeah yep that's that would be my weird my weird character yeah <laughs> if i were gonna yeah, I, I have one in mind, but since it's kind of personal, I have to really fashion this character into something larger than life, like something uh, that wasn't actually happening to me right. in my life, but, you know, fictional. That's the hard part for me, turning that character into a fictional character. Wow. So yeah. has have you always had an interest in film? 
Um, I've always liked film. I mm. haven't always had an interest in film. I've always had an interest in writing. I've written poetry since I was eight. Oh, man. So, yeah, I've been writing for a really long time. And it's not, like I said, not fiction writing, but po- poetry. I love poetry. I love to write poetry. I love spoken words. Uh, this is the first year I've ever gone to a spoken word in mm. Savannah, and I loved it. It was great. Spoken word festival. Loved it. I just Have you really performed? Have you performed any of your poetry? I haven't, and I can't wait to. I'm excited to. It's going to be different. <laughs> I'm not oh. used to sharing that personal information in a public forum so much. Right. Well, I am with with the when I like I've shared poems on Facebook, you know, but like to actually deliver it with your own emotions. Yeah. Vulnerable. That's yeah, that's that's definitely that's that's so much different than just like typing the words out, just putting it out there, and just kind of walking away, as opposed, you know, <laughs> just you standing in front of people, and t- and tell you know, and just actually speaking the words to the, and in their face, like with you, like yes, hey, I wrote this, and this is these yeah. are my feelings here. Take them, please yeah. handle with care. <laughs> I've never seen poetry in Pittsburgh. Is there poetry? Is there a poetry like um, like I've never got? I know that there are a few things here or there. Like my husband, he is a poet. Like he he writes poetry okay. and um he doesn't really perform it. He he actually like the last few years he's decided to change those poems into songs. So he's like kind of shifted over into songwriting. So he has been doing like um maybe not the last couple years, but he was doing some like open mic nights and stuff like that with with just him and his guitar up there singing his songs. But um, I know there are a couple things. I think Chatham University has some sort of um, club or something called, they they do a thing every so often called Word Circus. And I think they they get um, people to come out and, you know, do their, read maybe short stories or their poetry or do some spoken word and stuff. Um, I am not one for uh, really going to spoken word <laughs> events, so I'm not. I, I wouldn't really know about that. Yeah, scene. yeah. It, it it wasn't a huge scene when I mean, at least when I was in Pittsburgh, but that was a long time ago. So it's hard to say now for me. I would not have any idea. But down here, it was great to see that. Um, they're really, really political and deep. And wow, I love them. I really enjoy it. Well, that's great. So maybe next year you'll be part of the festival. Maybe. I I don't know. There's some great, great readers. I think I need to brush up a little bit before I am part of the festival. It's pretty <laughs> well, amazing. What, what goes on at this, at the festival? What, like, is it? Um, just... They're competitive. So it's a competitive, uh, it's funny because I got to be a judge. Oh, cool. I enjoyed being a judge. They just kind of, it, I guess, I guess with a slam, the, it's a spoken word uh, poetry slam. And mm-hmm. with a slam, I guess you just get picked out of random. Because if you know the poet, that's a bad thing. They want an okay. impartial person. So right. I got to be picked because of my impartiality, which was great, because I didn't know anybody. So I got to, you know, it was hard to, uh, like, do a one through ten, you know, you have to get, you know, rate each poet. Oh, yeah. And it, it's hard from the beginning, from the get-go, because you don't want to stiff the first poet. It's hard to tell mm-hmm. from all the other poets how well the first one does. And then you can change it. And they do multiple poems each person. So, you know, you can, you know, if you think they're a better poet later, you can, you know, maybe eke up the number. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that they got what, you know, you didn't give them in the first place. But, yeah, it's neat. And and I, I enjoyed it. I had a great time. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a good time. It's engaging. It's more engaging than you think. Yeah, I bet it is. So, um... So back to the 48. Uh, 
So was, was there anything that you learned about yourself while you were in the years that you were participating, like any um, particular skills that you may have picked up that you didn't know that you had or um, something I that you learned could, about your own character? Yeah, I learned I could write faster than I thought. Uh, no? <laughs> and, and fiction. I learned I could write dialogue quicker than I imagined with my husband. Like, I think because we play off each other well. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that I'm a good producer, but I don't enjoy it as much. Uh, oh. Just because it's just a stressful thing. Like getting this and getting that, it's, it's multitasking. Not that I mind it. I end mm-hmm. up doing it. But it reminds me of being a mom. You kind of have to be like, use your car- use both, both hemispheres of the brain and go back and forth. And it's very chaotic. And that's, a great, so, that's a great analogy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the corpus callosum. Yeah, it's some, I would call it the, it's, your mom always has the guys in the back of her head. And it reminds me of being a mother, being a producer, like being a mom. Yeah, and a, it nagging, and a nagging mom at that who has to do everything. So <laughs> I, I learned that I don't love producing, that uh, <laughs> I do it. I, I learned that I like writing, and of course I always like acting. That's never an issue with me. But I learned I was, a, I was good at, I, I learned how to collaborate better. I learned how to shut up, too. Hmm. I learned how to be like, quiet. Person. You know what I mean? You have to collaborate. That's the biggest thing I learned is um, collabor- collaboration, how important it is. Yeah, it definitely is. And sometimes, you know, if you don't play well with others, then, you know, that becomes difficulty. And it's yeah. really good that you learned to go ahead and to do that. You know, some people just don't want to. It's like, oh, it's my way. If you don't do it my way, I'm taking my toys and I'm going home. So it's, right. um, it's a nice, it's a, it's definitely growth. And I, I've, yeah, I, I could sure. see that a lot with a lot of people, um, a lot of the teams that have come through. So you, yeah. um, have you, your husband's name is Ian, correct? Yeah, correct. Okay. Um, have you guys worked together a lot creatively? Um, yeah, we, well, we end up doing it because we're just together a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, um, we, yeah, we've, I think we, we try to do things individually and it's funny how we just end up, you know, in the same, you know, two different ingredients in the same mixture end up, you know, making more sense. Right. So when we did, we did that, we're like, hey, you know, we really realized what we're, that we could actually collaborate that way and that we were more comedic and we're better comedic writers. Oh. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not funny. something that a lot of people can, can do. Yeah, I guess we're just strange enough. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be strange. <laughs> so tell me about your time in the theater, um, in your in your community theater. Oh yeah, um, my husband and I actually met in the community theater. Okay. His, yeah, his mother called me up. Uh, I was pregnant. Uh, my my husband's actually my uh, he's stepdad to my daughter. Gotcha. Okay. So he. I was pregnant five months and I got this call from what, what, what would have been my husband's mother. His mm-hmm. mother called me because uh, she was part of the theater. She was the administrator in the theater at the time. And she called me and I'm pregnant with my daughter in 2005. And she says, hey, uh, can you be in this part from Girl Dropped Out? And I said, uh, what is, you know, what's about? She goes, well, we have 10 days till show and... <laughs> It's opening night in 10 days. Can you learn your lines quick? And do you think you could, could you wear a corset? Oh, how, how big are you? How pregnant are you? And I said, uh, I was five months and I wasn't quite poking out. And I'm like, but it could be any time. So <laughs> I ended up being in this show, having to learn my lines in two days and being in the show 10 days later. And oh, that's goodness. where I met my husband backstage. 
funny, as funny as that is. Um, and about a year and a half later, our lives took us in separate directions, but then we came back together a year and a half later, and we were together. Oh. But yeah, so he's been in the community theater. Oh, oh gosh, I think he said his first ch- children's workshop was when he was five. Oh man. And I own, yeah, so he's been in there a long time. I think I'm my husband's biggest fan, honestly. <laughs> I always tell people he's an amazing actor. I think he's he is. So, but <laughs> I have been. I'm gonna think that. Of course, yes, yes, you have to be his biggest fan. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you, you need you need to you need to make sure that you you got that support group at yep. home to, to like oh, make yeah. sure you know that you can recognize your talent and your skill, but also there to help with creative criticisms if necessary. And and I am a huge critic. Actually, the only college paper I ever got an A plus on was a critique of a play. <laughs> <laughs> So when I say my husband's a good actor, it's not because I'm not a critic. I certainly am. Do you ever think about going into that and like like being a film critic or a theater? Oh, I'd love to. Critic. I don't actually know how you'd begin to do that. So if you have any, you have well, any I, would, I mean, I'll take it. Yeah, I don't know about like getting. I would imagine in 2015, the way to start now is just to have a blog or yeah. you know, you just you can just yep. do it yourself, and then once that starts to take flight then you know you start that's when the the money and the freebies start rolling in i guess (laughs) once you get a name for yourself funny you mentioned that because i was thinking about a blog i was like should i do a blog i don't know maybe maybe you should now now that you said that maybe (laughs) (laughs) so you have uh your daughter is 10 she is nine well nine nine and a half almost (laughs) 10 yeah nine yeah nine still nine is she is she an actress she is. Uh, and her first performance was in utero. Isn't that funny? It's, oh. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, she did a, a children's workshop a couple years ago and then did a couple student films with us, too. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if it, maybe not a student film. Yeah, we did some films with some kids in town. I don't know if they were students, but we did films in town. And then she just did a student film here in Savannah with one of the students, and she was the main character. She played a character named Sam in... Uh, it was called Madame Curio. She was a oh. little girl who was trying to find the cure for her mother's depression and kind of skipped out at the bus stop one day and just ran off to this uh, magical Madame Curio's place to get a potion to make her mother better, to cure her of depression. And so that's heavy. what she did. And I was the depressed mother. So oh. We got to work together on that one. <laughs> that's adorable. Was it the first time you guys worked together on film? Probably, no, not the first time we worked together on film, but on a, on a student film, you know what I mean, that was mm-hmm. being turned in for a grade and everything. So, yeah, we're moving up slowly. <laughs> do, yeah. do you guys do a lot of just your own? Are you working on anything right now, on your own films or anything uh, like I've, that? I've, I'm trying to work on the writing. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's my hardest aspect of it. But if we, it, it, since we've moved here, we're still really trying to get to know people. So we haven't mm-hmm. done a lot since we moved here now. Um, you haven't found the film community yet? We have found the community, but it's, um, it's just we don't get out a lot together. My husband works a whole lot at his job, mm. and I'm home a lot with my daughter, and there's no, I have no child care. I'm, I'm just a stay-at-home mom right now, but right now Never I'm say no Jessica. Never say yeah, Jessica. That's right. 
because, much. Like you I said, need. you're you're a producer. You are you're your household producer. Is what you are. That's right. <laughs> like I said, it's not my favorite job, but it's, it's <laughs> necessary. Well, sometimes it is my favorite job. You know, with my daughter, it's different. You right. know. But being a producer of all other things, I could be like, eh, I could take it or leave it. Maybe I've just done it too long, you know, get a little burnout. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I can't wait to be out more. I think we're trying, we're renting, and we're trying to get settled into a house. And once mm-hmm. that happens, I think it'll be a lot easier for us. Yeah, so I see that you're, you're still trying to sell your house into boys. Yes, or... yep, we are. Yep, we're still in the process of kind of moving. You know what I mean? Our stuff. Oh, is yeah. We're trying to get it, but we can't bring it down here where we live too tiny. So once we move into a house, we can bring the rest of our life with us and hopefully start building it bigger. Yeah, yeah, man, like uh, moving in general is just a drag or, or just extremely stressful. But then to like do it in another state and you like, you know, you're yeah. trying to sell a house that you were coming it's, from and it's just. It's a shock. It's, it's definitely a shock, but it's necessary. I think you need the challenge in your life. You need. We have oh, yeah. Human beings have to change. It's necessary. I think being too comfortable is, is, is a problem. It can be problematic for you. That you is don't... a problem. And it, that was for us where we were from, too. There was We just reached the end of our resources. So we're yeah. like, okay, let's expand. And you have to leave to expand sometimes. Oh, yeah. So we definitely. did. Sometimes you outgrow yeah. the space. We are actually in the 48 this year. At least we're on hand for a team down here. Oh, really? Uh, team, yeah, Team Mojave. They're doing their 48. You, I think you guys are doing it next. Is it this week coming? Or next uh, week next coming? weekend, next week. July 10th. And ours is the 17th through the 19th here. So that's when ours will happen. But we're oh, on cool. hand as actors this time. We tried to form our own team, but it was just too hectic and yeah, and, and too pricey at the, at the moment. We're just, you know, really tight on money. So we were like, yeah, let's just be there for a team. So well, that makes sense. Easy. And plus, you know, you're still getting to know the area, getting to know the lay of the land. Just ease on into it. You don't want right. to yep, do too exactly. much too fast. Well, and you want to learn who's best at collaborating with you. You know, who, right. who you fit with. Yeah, you don't want to get stuck with a bunch of folks that you can't work with. Yeah, I mean, you can do it. You can muddle through. But who wants to do that? You want to enjoy it. To. Nobody. Right. That's who. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So when your life gets a little too hectic and stressful, how do you handle stress personally? Like, how do you, oh, what man. do you do to distress? Uh, depends on the stress. Uh, poetry is my number one. I'll just write. I'll write and I'll try to find a way to, I kinda, it's my own therapy kind of. I just kind of write through problems sometimes. And it's interesting. And music, of course, music's great. Music can break you down when you can't figure it out, you know, yeah. You can't write it out. You can't see it in front of you. Music can kind of just elicit emotions and kind of break through for you. Amen, so sister. I, yeah, <laughs> like music, that is like the number one thing that just kind yeah. of like, because I'm not good at verbalizing my emotions. Like I'm, I'm working on that as to better myself. But um, yeah. like music, that'll, that'll definitely... Uh, like bring it home like I can be like I don't I can't tell you exactly the words of how I feel but listen to this song and you'll know <laughs> right right because if you can't somebody else can right they're out there speaking for you and that's what's great about music and lyrics are my favorite part of music like if you've got really terrible lyrics I mean you better have a hilarious song because otherwise I don't even know <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> so and then what that... go ahead no, go, no go ahead I was just 
going to say pair the music with exercise, and then you really have, you know, motivation going. You can do a lot better if you can put exercise with that. So go out and take Yeah, I had to figure out that that part of it. I'm still missing that yeah. aspect of the, the exercise. <laughs> I think right well, now my have... whole, my only thing is just, you know, I, I walk the dogs. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing, that's my part. That's my exercise for the most that's part. That's the beginning. That's the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Start somewhere. <laughs> so you're a New Year 90s kid. You're mentioning. So what year did you graduate from high school? If you don't mind. 96. Yeah, no, I don't mind. 96. 96. All right. Yeah. So we're like definitely close in age. I graduated in 94. So we're definitely like oh, right yeah. in that, oh, yeah, sure. that 90s grunge. I miss it yeah. so much. Era. The Kurt Cobain <laughs> vigil. That was your year. Oh, boy. Yeah. But what's weird is <laughs> at that point in time, I didn't really even, he wasn't on my radar. Nirvana wasn't oh, yeah. on my radar. That's funny. Know, like I was going to, oh, I went to Catholic school. And um, we would, you know, uh, we would say yeah. prayers beforehand, you know, before each class or in the beginning of the day, we would say prayers and then the teacher would allow, you know, it was, if anybody would like to pray for anyone in particular. And some girl was like, I want to pray for Kirk Cobain who wow. died. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, who's Kirk Cobain? I don't understand. <laughs> so I don't think it was probably until like 96 was when I really got like the kick. It was when I got my real introduction to grunge yeah. music. Um, I had yeah. a friend, uh, Amy Weiss. Thank you, Amy, for uh, introducing me to all of that. It was like probably 95, 96 when it was just like, you know, Bush, Stone Temple Pilots, Pearl Jam, you know, Nirvana yeah. and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And just like, everybody was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I think yeah, the, yeah. the first thing was probably I saw Interstate Love Song music video. Nice. And um, yeah. yeah, exactly. And Scott Weiland mm-hmm. there, like with the feather boa and like the the his uh, cowboy hat, and I'm like, who is this gorgeous creature? <laughs> <laughs> he is hot. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. So um yeah, but I I do miss that music <laughs> so much. Nice. Yeah, the, I, it was funny. The first time I ever and the first time I ever saw uh, a band, I was in I, I believe. Well, not ever. I mean, I saw Sheena Easton when I was little. Nice. Okay, but, but like the first time I was a teenager and never saw, you know, something live, I got to go to the graffiti, which is a, oh. defunct, a defunct club, you know, yeah. that was in, oh, geez, is that North Oakland? Yeah. Right, right by mm-hmm. the filmmakers, I believe. Yeah, that, exactly. Uh, it's like down the block, it's like a couple blocks down from Pittsburgh filmmakers. Yeah. yeah, they. I think they, I don't know if they turned it into a parking lot right there. I think they might have. But the graffiti like, last thing I remember, it was like a Porsche dealership or something. <laughs> yep, exactly. Which is sad because the graffiti was a great club. I went to oh, see awesome. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones in 1993 at the graffiti. Oh, that's awesome. And, yes, I know. Well, it's funny because I didn't even know who they were. I went to the graffiti. I'm like 15, right, with mm-hmm. my friends. I, my mom let me go. I can't believe it. And so I went, and and I and there's a huge mosh pit, and there's crazy horns blowing, and, you know. And, that must have been so I, fun. I was blown away. I loved it. And then uh, I went home, and the next day I'm like watching MTV, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm 15. Right. I'm like, oh, As you do. As you they, did in the 90s. They were on there. They were on there. They, that was my buddy Boston came right on. I'm like, I just saw them yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really blown away. I'm like, oh my God. Man, I just saw them. Awesome. That's pretty great. <laughs> I felt cutting edge, you know? Real yeah. Like, I think my, my the very first concert that I went to, and I probably i don't i was probably like 18 or 19 when i finally went to my first concert it was Lollapalooza. Oh. 
in oh, yeah. uh, 96 and that was a uh, whole oh. STP oh. and I think Cypress Hill Beck was like oh, on wow. a side stage at that point like it was I, like right before Beck was like you know big or anything like that it was such yeah a good time. yeah yeah I, I saw Lola Palooza 94 the year that Kurt Cobain was shot and wow. Courtney Love left the stage I don't know what happened someone either threw some there were two stories someone said oh somebody threw a bullet on stage Oh crap! Which was one, which I was like, you know, then I'm like, well, of course she'd leave. And then right. someone else like a, a laser pointer, and that that was the other story that somebody had a laser pointer and she freaked out, ran off stage. So I don't know, I don't know the truth. I just wow, isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, when I saw her in '96, she started to fight with somebody in the audience. Like <laughs> <laughs> she is entertaining. She is entertaining. If nothing else, good. she she yeah. puts on a good show. <laughs> yes, she does. Yep. All right, cool. So um, I guess we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with your top five and your getting to know you question. Okay. Hey there. I hope you are enjoying this episode of the Rugged Angel podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. So um, does the Pittsburgh 48 Hour Film Project sound like fun to you? Well, there is still time to get involved. The actual filmmaking weekend is happening next weekend, July 10th through 12th. Go to 48hourfilm.com slash Pittsburgh for more information as well as to register. If you don't want to make a film, but you do want to see all the films, come out to the Hollywood Theater on July 19th, 20th, and or the 21st. Like the Pittsburgh 48 Hour Film Project Facebook page to stay in the loop. Now back to the show. All right. All right. We are back with Kelly Grieve and we're going to get into her top five list. And um, the list that I assigned to Kelly is uh, the top five things you geek out over. Now, and, and I also complete a list as well. So I will share mine after you share yours. Okay. And, um, I'm super stoked <laughs> to hear this. Oh, boy. I, well, the funny part is you've heard most of it already. Okay. Uh, I love coffee. And <laughs> so you just geek out over coffee. <laughs> yeah, number one's coffee and food. Uh, do you want me to go through the whole list, like one through five? Or do you want me to just kind of elaborate on each? You can elaborate. Yeah, go just like, yeah, you can elaborate on each one as you go. Okay. Um, coffee and food. I moved to Pittsburgh in 96, like I said, and mm. when I did, I worked at a little cafe, another defunct one in mm. Bloomfield, and it was, it, it was called El Dolce. You'll know it as, and it may not be this anymore, but the last time I saw it, it was called the Crazy Mocha. Yeah, still there. So, so the Crazy Mocha, I used to work there, but it used to be called El Dolce, and it was okay. this little, um, you know, coffee shop that had amazing Italian food and mm-hmm. drinks. And I had my first espresso and I was out of there. It was coffee after <laughs> that for the rest of my life. And I love coffee. I can't drink as much caffeine as I used to, mm-hmm. but I sure do love it. And I love it here. Big foodie. Um, and, and the owners of that old cafe, uh, they, uh, I remember her name was Marisa. And mm-hmm. she used to make tiramisu that was a cafe. <sighs> That is my and favorite was, dessert in the world. Oh, but I, it wasn't a cake. It wasn't a cake. It was a parfait. This is before I ever had tiramisu. The first tiramisu I ever had was, was this an amazing Italian parfait. And it was like ladyfingers dipped in fresh espresso and mascarpone wow. and like 
whipped cream, Kahlua, chocolate syrup. It was mm. a buffet. And it, wow. it was amazing. I, and then I went home to my hometown, and they finally had tiramisu, like three years later, four years later. And I had a bite, and it was this wet cake, and I was so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I was spoiled by the city. I was spoiled by Squirrel Hill. Squirrel yeah. Hill was amazing. It had bagels. I gained so much weight, I can't say. <laughs> I bagels, and I worked at a Jewish uh, pastry place. Oh, so man. Babka and Hamantashen and all this amazing Jewish pastry. And, yeah, I got spoiled there. And then I think that's partly the other reason why I'm in Savannah, because I can't handle, like, not having food. Two questions about that. Great. Oh, yeah. So you get into there with, like, you know, like the beans and the roasting of that. And, like, are you, like, that much into coffee? Like, are you? Yes. Actually, um, not that far. I haven't roasted my own, let's just say okay. that. All but right. I befriended a guy because I was looking for a good roaster locally because I like to do the local thing. Like, I really believe in local, you know, buying local. Or put your money where, you know, you want to, right. you know, want it to go to that service. So I uh, found this guy called, um, his name was Matt Shea, and he runs, this, He's a roaster for Happy Mug. He's, I think he is the roaster. He's the owner of Happy Mug Coffee. Mm-hmm. And it's, I believe he's in Edinburgh. And, he, and I, I, started, I started writing him. I'm like, hey, man, like, I really like your coffee. And so he started sending me these cool samples whenever I'd buy a whole pound. He would send me samples. And I just started collecting them like some kind of freak. <laughs> and, and, and my home actually... It so happened that my, um, there was a coffee shop changing hands in my hometown, and they called me, and they said, we heard you're the coffee snob or freak. Tell us what to buy. And I told them to buy this. And awesome. so they, I believe they stole Harriet. Uh, wow. And, yeah, yeah, but he's my favorite. Um, and actually, up in Pennsylvania, if you want to buy local in Pennsylvania, it's pretty close to you guys. Happy mugs? Before. Happy mug coffee. Matt will love me for it. <laughs> nice. And, now that I'm down here in Savannah, there is Perk. Perk is uh, my favorite down here. Mm. Yep, favorite roaster. Shout out to Perk in Savannah. Shout out to Perk. Yeah, I'll be doing a bunch of shout outs unless you tell me not to. <laughs> no, totally fine. Um, maybe you should do, maybe you can critique food. Maybe you get yourself a food blog or like go. a coffee snob blog. Oh, man. Oh, man. Because apparently, you know, people need guidance on yeah. this sort of thing. Which uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the way to go. That's the ticket. Yeah. That's what you do. Well, I used to be a barista there. Uh, I used to be a barista in Pittsburgh at another defunct place called Java Jeff Coffee House. I don't know if the Pleasant Present still exists in on Maria. Oh, I, re- I love the Pleasant Present. I don't think was, it's there anymore. Uh, I think when, well, whatever's there now. Before it was Pleasant Present, it was Java Jeff Coffee House. It was the first cyber cafe in Pittsburgh. Really? I, yeah, it was run by this little Jewish guy, Jeff. And I and I was a barista there, and I just jumped being a barista like ever since. So I was one. Uh, I probably worked. I worked at a Starbucks in the Barnes and Noble. I think mm-hmm. when it was in Squirrel Hill. Honestly, you're. I'm talking about like dinosaur stuff now. Yeah. No, I, I remember. Was, I missed yeah. that Barnes and yep. Noble in Squirrel Hill. Yeah. One of my favorites is the uh, Coffee Tree Roasters, and I believe it's still there. It's a great place. And, yeah, uh, that's that's, that's of good course, stuff. The one in Lawrenceville. That's another. Um, what are they called? What's their name in Lawrenceville? You see, I'm geeking out already. Huh? I'm going, I'm going geek on you. Yeah, I know there's, um, 
There's a crazy mocha oh, here in Espresso Amano. That's oh the yes, they're great. They're excellent. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, still here. When I last time I went to Pittsburgh to the 48 competition, mm-hmm. the two places I went were Espresso Amano, and I went to what is the French bakery? Oh, um, I know what you're uh, talking. Is also in Lawrenceville. Lagormandine. Lagormandine. That's it. Lagormandine. Yep. I haven't been there yet. Oh my gosh, you are missing out. Go. Well, we actually just moved into, we just moved to Lawrenceville, like, a month ago. Then you're in heaven. So, you yeah, so, <laughs> and this weekend, we have decided, you know, with three-day weekend, and we've got some guests coming in from out of town, so we've decided to go ahead and be, like, tourists in our own neighborhood this weekend. Nice. So, um, yeah, so That's we'll probably fun. just, we'll probably end up there at some point this weekend. Oh, cool, and then you can tell me what you find, and I'll go, when I go back, I'll eat there. Yeah. <laughs> have you gone to, have you been to Zeke's uh, Coffee no, where's uh, here yet? Um, I think there. I think there's just the one in East Liberty right now, but okay. um, and I'm you know I'm not a coffee snob or anything like that. But they have really yeah. good coffee, and they're Great. local. So um, you know, cool. next time you're here, check out. Oh, Zeke's. I'll try everything. Yeah, <laughs> you're shouting out now. Yeah, Zeke. <laughs> I would love a free pound of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll help you. <laughs> well, what's next on your list? Coffee geek. All right. Then uh, a geek out over natural health and healing. I love it. Uh, awesome. I worked at, and you will you will know this one. I'm in, on the Pittsburgh stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. Golden Seal. Oh, Golden Seal. Yes, man. I did. <laughs> in man. like 19, 1998, I worked in Golden Seal. You know what? Our paths probably so crossed because that's the time I moved to Pittsburgh in 98. Golden okay. Seal was the only health food store that I yes. could find here because yep. like we had already been like we my family was brought up on like health foods you know natural healing and that sort of thing great. so you know That's and um, great. so when I got here I was just kind of like a shock like oh my god I can't I don't know where to get the stuff that I need yeah <laughs> that oh I, yeah you know, and so like golden seal was the um I lived in Morningside uh at the okay. time so that was like you know that was the obvious choice for me that was the only thing that I found so yeah that's really cool Oh, yeah, I loved it. I, I learned so much. And Cheryl, shout out to Cheryl. She's still there. She was the manager there. And I like last time I was there, she was the manager, too. So she was great. Um, and I learned so much. Uh, mm. My first book, book I bought was called The Yoga of Herbs. It was an Ayurvedic book. I think it's Frawley and Ladd. It may be the two authors. But it was my mm. favorite book. And it, it, it talks about herbs as though, like, they're elemental the elemental properties mm. of their healing, like this one's right. cooling and this one's drying and, you know, all the, you know, anti-inflammatory and all these crazy words, you know, like, yeah. and, you know, going into all the properties of the, the herb and then going into the fun part, um, the Vata, I don't know if I'm going to say these right, the Vata Pitakaha, um, which are like the, the earth, uh, the ether, and then the fire. It's really oh. interesting. It's a very, it's a very interesting uh, book, but it helped me learn what healed how. Like something was right. stringent, it would dry something out. It's really neat. So, I, like I said, geek out on that hard. What was the name and of the book? <laughs> it's called The Yoga of Herbs. The Yoga of Herbs. Yeah, it's have been around since 98, I'll tell you that. So it's been yeah. a while. It's like, I'll definitely I, have to check that out because I love that. Awesome. I love checking out things like that. Uh, finding out, you know, what natural remedies are out there and just, you know, knowing because it's so much better it makes me feel so much better about myself to uh, do something like to use the herbs yeah. from the earth as opposed to like you know over-the-counter medicines for certain i'll tell you i healed something that doctors couldn't heal of mine for 19 years 
Oh, really? Uh, simply, simply by working at Golden Seal and just doing my own, like, research. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine who worked there at the time, she, you know, we were just kind of kicking around ideas, like, why? Because I, I would have, for, for, since I was six years old, I've had cystitis or recurrent UTIs, mm-hmm. urinary tract infections, and mm-hmm. they would, I could not get rid of them. And I was given so many antibiotics as a little kid, I was hospitalized at one point wow. for it. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was just a lot of fluids, but you know what I mean? Like, I had to learn how to, um, I, I had to kind of just spitball it and keep trying things, and I figured out my recipe. You take hmm. black seed. Black mm-hmm. seed is the number one thing that saves it, and you can't have sugar. Mm-hmm. So these are, this, it goes like this, one, two, three. Take black seed, don't have sugar, and don't panic. And the panic is the fun part because I would get urinary tract infections after I would have a panic attack. Oh, I wow. Had a, I had panic attacks when I was younger. And um, I, couldn't have, I, could, I couldn't have sugar. And I, if that's like the recipe for disaster is a panic attack and sugar. I'll tell wow. you that. It's so funny because your adrenals are on top of your kidneys. So it's mm-hmm. such a, if you think of it as inflammatory and see, I'm going off. I'm totally geeking out now. It's, well, it's fine. Let's do it. But, Come on. Let's get in yeah. there. <laughs> but to women everywhere, just buy flaxseed and stop drinking sugar or stop having sugar, especially drinking sugar. Oh, my and God. There you go. You won't yeah. have to go back to the doctor for, for urinary tract infections. Flaxseed is like the miracle it is. oil, it's seed. It's just, I mean, it's amazing. I have um, taken to uh, putting it, you know, I, I've gotten the ground flaxseed powdered now yeah. and like, like making, like putting it in my smoothies every day along oh, with the and um, it's just, yeah, it's like you can just feel the difference, if any, you know, uh, whatever. And it's just really good for like, you know, um, even menstrual cramps, like giving off yeah. that. Yeah. And if you just keep it going like every day, every day, flaxseed oil or flaxseed powder, however you want to consume it. I'll give you it. a great tea for menstrual cramps that you could probably just walk in and buy from Celestial Seasonings. It's called Bengal Spice. Mm-hmm. And it's the heating herbs in it, and there's no caffeine in it, but all the heating herbs in it are amazing, and they they take they've taken away my cramps more than once. So there you go. Like we're just nice. See, we can just totally geek out. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I I love I love like natural healing. I love being in control of my own health. I hate feeling like I'm helpless and I have to go. I mean, if I want if I cut off my toe or something, yeah, I'm going to go right. to the emergency room, but. <laughs> If I can take care of myself, that's that's such an you know such freedom, independence. Oh, most definitely, and you know, like that's you know exactly that. you know what's going on, you know like the measurements that you're dealing with, and it's just it just it's it's just because it's I mean it's just a natural way to go about things, and it's that, yeah. better. I feel like my not, own me- my own medicine woman, right? Yeah, and you're not worrying about yeah. some weird artificial. Um, you know, medicines or whatnot that are creeping up on you or like whatever those side effects are going to to, yep. to place upon you. And it's just, it's such a better way of living. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue to, to the geek, the next geek out. And that's, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really progressive. I'm like a progressive person and, and I believe in being free. Right. Mm-hmm. So having that, that health freedom, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You want to mm-hmm. be, I believe in like civil rights. So mm-hmm. I, 
Number three is digital activism. I know that I can't think of the right word. I'm like, I'm going to look up a word to see what that means. Like, I don't understand what that means because I always get on Facebook and I'm like, oh, I think of this, you know, and I always put on whatever link I like or, mm. you know, something I believe in and I feel strongly about. And I, that's, I usually just shower my wall with that stuff, right. you know. <laughs> just, I believe in protecting your rights, being mm. your own person, being genuine, being, you know, and, and I think there's too much mainstream media and mm. it scares me. And I was looking maybe about four years ago for just alternate media, not mm. mainstream. Uh, I started watching Democracy Now! And I, learned, mm. I started learning so much about everything, about like NSA and all the crazy stuff going on. I was right. just so informed after I started paying attention to them and, right. and the alternate news media and and I, it's so cool, like going, like circling back to film. It's the first place I ever saw Laura Poitras, and mm. she was the winner of the Oscar uh, for docu- a, a documentary uh, this past this, this past January, I guess. Oh yeah. She won the Oscar for best documentary. It's called Citizen Four. Hmm. And what is that about? She, um, it's it's basically she's the one who filmed Edward Snowden. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Laura Poitras is the man behind the camera, or woman, shall right. we say, Correct. that filmed Edward Snowden and all that NSA stuff and Glenn Greenwald and that craziness. Like, she, mm. she's, she's the power behind the camera, behind the lens. Wow. Yeah, so that's, I, I, so I'm really believing that stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> mainstream policy. media is definitely garbage. Um, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. They're, they're telling us what they want us to know and uh, distracting with things like you know kim kardashian is pregnant about when other things more important things are going on and happening that we're not hearing about and that's one of the um people like you on facebook that that's one of the things that i appreciate about social media like you know it's very hard you're hard pressed to find the positives in social media but one of them is is like there's a lot of times you'll end up with the right group of friends or you know followers or or following the right people and they are sharing these ideas and these um these news stories that are happening and you know plus we can we are in control of it ourselves because, you know, you got people on the ground. Everybody's got a camera phone in their hand, in yep. their pocket and purse. And it's, you know, we, we can see immediately what's happening and we don't need some talking heads to let us know like what their version of what happened. Yeah. All right. For sure. Yeah. I totally agree. And, and it's, isn't there a site for that? Like there, I think there's a site for something like that where you can like, it's, it's, I can't remember the name of it, but it's where you can, like, if you if you got something happening, you know, and it's, like you said, on the ground, and you can share it pretty immediately. I wish I could remember the site or I'd plug it. I don't it. know. It's, it's really, it's pretty neat. It's amazing. But, yeah, it's, you, you're, you're saying stuff about um, people, just freedom. I believe, yeah. I believe in your freedom. I believe in us being our, our own individual self and, you know, going back to film. I love stuff like this. I cried when Laura Poitras won. I cried because, I, I mean, everybody else won, you know, and, and I, I didn't really bat that much of an eye, but when she won, I said, that means so much that the mm-hmm. Academy recognized her effort. Right. That she, like, she actually had to take herself out of this country and put herself somewhere else to keep herself safe just for covering this stuff. Right. I, and, gee, I'm probably a target just to talk about <laughs> <laughs> I hope not, but I hope I, not. It's so, yeah, it's so widely talked about anymore. You know, like you said, social media is great. Thank you. 
you yeah. know, for keeping us keeping us wise to the, the exactly noise. stay under that goofy crazy radar they're just trying to distract us with. Mm-hmm. So, yep, and so I I guess to geek out going to the right I guess my next one number four is writing. So let's okay. go into writing because that's and lyrics. You'd already mentioned this. It's yes. You were mentioning your husband and lyrics and writing. And like I said, I did poetry since I was eight. And I believe in poetry or writing as, as therapy. Like if you can't afford a therapist, write. Write and dance and sing and, you know, listen to music. Mm-hmm. Those things can save you. Those things can save you from, I believe, anything. And and I think writing is it's so important to know folks, like to have folklore, to have stories, to and oh, yeah. that can carry on, you know, and you can reflect. Uh, and I, that's partly why I've really loved coming into like writing as, you know, in film. I really want to be that person that helps execute the new movement of something forward, the new progressive thought, or, you know, just to be a part of that to change the world. Mm-hmm. Change the world just by you know it's like one it's like a domino effect. The little domino hits the bigger domino and keeps going down. Yeah. And I want you know I want to write that way to help that you know that change happen to watch yeah. those dominoes fall. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you know the written word is definitely a, a major importance in humanity and you know just the way that we grow and learn things and, and you know getting those stories passed along through generation to generation yeah i was i was watching i'm trying to remember who it was um that was gonna tell me i'm a big fan of like breaking bad and better call Saul and all that yeah. so i'm a huge fan of that stuff right and uh, gilligan has that vince gilligan who wrote that it's funny mm-hmm. i was watching like a youtube video on it and this woman was like you know i read this you know and she was doing some kind of interview or uh, they were, uh, I don't know, recognizing him for some award or something. And, and she was saying, I was noticing that I read this script and it reads like a comedy. And it's <laughs> funny because you see it and it doesn't look like a comedy. But when you think about it, cause she said there's a lot of like just kind of screwing up as a human, just human nature, just to, just to fumble your way through life. Uh-huh. It's a lot of fumbling if you pay attention to it mm-hmm. in, in Breaking Bad. Yeah. So, like all that fumbling that happens. You know what I mean? She said That's it read funny. like a comedy, almost like a Mo Larry Curly thing. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Changes. I yeah. know when you think about it, and, and when you think about it that way, uh, I would yeah. love to see somebody recut one of the, the episodes <laughs> as a comedy. Yeah, and they could probably put it in Breaking Bad if they ever brought it back. I don't know if they were going to. I heard rumors, but I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that, that would be crazy. <laughs> I really hope not, because you know, I mean, as much as I love the show. Yeah. They ended yeah. it perfectly, yeah. and it needs to be where it needs to end. Yeah, just leave it alone. Like we'll we'll go ahead and live vicariously through <laughs> the better call song. Please don't. Right. <laughs> I hate the reboots. Oh, they're driving me crazy. The oh my like, Stop it! Stop it! Like, don't do it. Like, don't do Goonies. Don't. Please don't reboot these things. Oh. You're great. Don't they're do redoing it. the craft, which was extremely upsetting to me. Oh, <laughs> I know. I saw that. I think I think you put that up. Facebook and I saw it. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, this can't we just please just let it be? We're it's like there are a million and bajillion one. There are there are independent writers and filmmakers out there coming up with fresh new ideas. Hollywood, how about you just tap into one of those? How about we open right. the gates to some lesser knowns and figure out you know what the next big thing is? Let's let's leave exactly. the stuff that was like the eighties and nineties films alone. Yeah, 
original. Don't do mm-hmm. gem. Be original. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't do it again. Like the Girl. And, and we're going right into my number five. That's authenticity. I, I believe ah. in being authentic. Like, like the world, you're, you're not supposed to fit a mold. Be a mm. pioneer. Create your own niche. I love you know? that. Stop that group thought. Stop that brainwashing junk. We all are unique. We have gifts. Yeah. <laughs> we're supposed to fulfill those gifts. You I know? dig it. I love it. That's a, that's a great one. <laughs> My favorite, I was going to say, sir, I wrote, I actually wrote this down. I wrote, serve a special purpose. And I'm like, special purpose? It made me think of the jerk. Like, I don't know if you know the jerk, but <laughs> 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 special purpose. My special purpose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You just got to listen to Steve Martin. And right. Whenever Steve Martin gets thrown into a conversation, right. that's, it's a, that's, win. That's a, that's a good day. <laughs> so it's time to watch the jerk again, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Coming up. It's resurfacing. <laughs> if they try to remake that, I'm going to boycott no, Hollywood. No, it's time to just blow it up if they do that. That's just burn it down and salt the earth. I'm not going to say anything. Now they're going to wreck it. I'm going to totally wreck it. <laughs> you dare ruin the jerk. Oh, okay. So my <laughs> list is not quite as insightful as yours. Um, oh, my. But there's I'm like, sure it is. It's just like a lot, because there's a lot of things that I geek out over. And it's always just like little things. And it's just like, because I'm usually very, a real like cool, like laid back individual that's just kind of like eh, you know I'm, I'm i'm really even keel for the most part but when i geek so out about geek something out. You kinda no geek no but when too. no when i geek out about something i geek out like seriously okay. like you like you, right. it's definitely it's very apparent that oh my god camila's freaking out about this right now so, <laughs> like, or, i can appreciate like, that yeah like one example is when my sister and i went to um see new kids on the block like two years ago she nice. came to town to see new kids and this is our first time seeing them in concert you know obviously you know like our, as our age we were like right there in the midst of you know when new kids were big and everything so that was our thing right so we, right. we go to the show and like we're you know we're both just very even keeled just like women and um so like you know we're just standing there you know the opening act goes off the stage which was boys to men which is cool like and you know oh, we had like great. really oh man yeah. i'd be geeking out on them well it was it was so weird yeah it was like i don't know because we funny. were like still kind of freaked out because we real like our seats were amazing they were like right on the floor like right at the stage and awesome. so like we were still like kind of in awe of that like wow yeah wow we got these seats yeah exactly and then so like <laughs> when it's time for new kids to come on the stage, like the lights are going down and then like the music starts and, the, and my sister and I are like jumping up and down and like we start <laughs> screaming before any of the new kids hit the stage and we're like, what is happening? What are we doing right now? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. My, so. My, sister, my sister and I, uh, the last time we saw a concert was Nine Inch Nails. In '94, oh, right, and we, oh, wow. we saw it with Marilyn Manson. I mean, but oh, we weren't—I guess we weren't geeking out. We were—we were too far back. We had nosebleed seats. We never did that again. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> it, was, it was the pit or nothing. Either the pit or I ain't going. Right? Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> exactly. I did get go see him two more times after that. I saw him with David Bowie, and then I saw him with uh, nice. Perfect, uh, Perfect Circle, and I'm like, yeah, I am oh, never, wow. never sitting in seat again. Yeah. <laughs> <After> that, so, <laughs> yeah. I learned my life. 
Right? Um, okay, yeah. so that, I guess, the New Kids show kind of brings me to my number one is, like, I kind of geek out over, like, behind the music or documentaries on musicians. Um, yeah. Because it's just, cool. like, I really, because I love music so much, and I, I like, like, all different types of music. And when a, a, when an artist really speaks to me or when that music really speaks to me, I'm, like, there for them. I'm standing for that artist. And oh, it's yeah. always interesting for me to see, like, the stories that go behind that go into making and creating this music or writing these lyrics and just what makes this person who they are so i I always just like really get usually i'll get very emotional about it because it's always something like crazy or tragic that has happened to them that has brought them to this point and but yeah but like i'm I'm like totally just like always just like oh my god this this is amazing so (laughs) so yeah and like the last the most recent one that i just watched was uh the one on nina simone and i cried like a baby i cried (laughs) for the first time ever i saw oh what was it i heard a song by nina simone i'm trying Mm. to remember i'll get back to it but you keep going about Nina Simone. okay yeah oh yeah um yeah yeah, it was just like yeah, because I, and it was like one of those things because like it'll be a lot of mostly like this. If I hear like about somebody's behind the music or their documentary coming out, I'm like marking it on calendars the day it comes out. And like you know, this one is it was it's called um, "What Happened to Simone" and it's on Netflix. And um, that was I, I guess Netflix produced it or whatever because it's exclusively on Netflix and it came out lot on last Friday and I was like yeah you know and I'm like coming home from work and I'm like all set and ready to go and raring to go and it's like I love like my favorite Nina Simone song is Four Women and um, okay it's yeah. just like and I and you know and she's one of those artists that I learned about like by accident like much later yeah. like in like later oh, in life like in my adulthood. yeah it was just like so yeah somebody yeah. yeah somebody randomly played me the song and I was like who is this woman and you know and yeah. then from then on it was just like yeah I I need all of the music I need all of the music now <laughs> but yeah That's it was just was a it? really great I, I got life is one of my favorite ones she does and then that, uh, that's what it was pirate jenny she does a pirate jenny rendition of a song off Jarrett with you because I loved it Wow, I don't think I, I, I know I, I don't that know one. if you've ever heard the Pirate Jenny, but oh, I don't think so. Pirate Jenny, great. I love her. Yeah, oh, that's, that's awesome. Um, I'm, on the dark, I'm on the darker spectrum, and I geek out over Maynard James Keenan. Over what? <laughs> I, Maynard James Keenan from Tool. He's uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, he, if, if I have my 90s movie, uh, I'll be begging him, please. Can I use something to your album? Because I know he's really protective of his stuff, too. So. Is he? <laughs> Yeah. You just have to make yeah, a really well, good case for it. <laughs> you you said documentaries. Uh, check out Blood Into Wine. I mean, I don't know if you know him, but who whoever likes him. I know who Tool is. Yeah. yeah, Tool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's the man. Yep. And, okay, so yeah. that kind of goes into uh, film editing. I get yeah. really super hyped nice. about that. Um, I love editing. That's the main reason why I went to the Art Institute. I was like, all I want to do is make movie trailers. So, so like, that's my thing. So, like, I absolutely love film editing. And, um, like, there'll be a lot of times, like, a movie trailer, if it's done right, I will geek out about it. Like, I, I will oh, sit, yeah. I'll sit and watch movie trailers. Like, I will find, <laughs> the tra- like, find the channels and, like, on the YouTubes or whatever. And it's just, like, I'm just, like, yes, movie trailers. I will watch them for, like, hours. And I can't miss them. Like, when it's not, when we go to the theater, it's like, I need to so be there. So you go to the movies, you with the trailers. Trailers. Yes, I yeah. absolutely have to. So, 
and I'll like to be ready early if I exactly go to so like and i'm like a sucker for like a, a film that's got like that really like flashy like the really quick like something unique about the editing process of the film it's like i'm always like oh my god let's i'm i'm drawn in instantly it's like oh they're yeah. doing this they're doing something differently what's, here what's the new one they had out oh man it's so cinematic i'm oh if i could if i could just remember it was just one of the trailers uh from we went to see with my daughter we went to see um cinderella you know oh. the feature and and they had an amazing trailer it just came out recently if i could remember it but it was so cinematic it's something you would totally geek out over i know it nice <laughs> Move on because I don't okay. Remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Um. Randomly, uh, office supplies. Like, <laughs> I love really? going to Staples and like office right. snacks or like containers. Right. Yeah. Uh, your pens and like you know it's just very bizarre. <laughs> and no. and I and I feel like my mom she has the same thing. Like she will. I just have pens upon pens like she's the same way where it comes to like office supplies and stuff and we and I don't know like post-its like brightly colored post-its I just love oh, that man. stuff and I just oh, get really man. super excited about it like in the in the aisles at Target or like just office max or whatever and yeah uh, staples awesome. it's, but see that means you, you must be a somewhat organized individual because like you've got to like geek out over office supplies if you're organized you think right? i i yeah. try very hard i try very hard to be organized <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work out like I'm, I'm usually good for like once i clean everything and get it organized it's good for about a good 48 hours <laughs> you can make a film about you cleaning right <laughs> and then it's done um <laughs> that would be funny. That would be hilarious. Please let me know if you do use it. Um the violin. That yeah. is like one of the most beautiful and sounding instruments to me. Um I it, just about any song, if you throw a violin up in there, I'm like I'm there for it. I'm that's what I'm here for. And that's like I wanted ever since I was like eight years old, I wanted to learn to play the violin, but I got piano lessons instead. Um <laughs> but um like finally, yeah. like maybe two or three years ago, my husband bought me a violin for my birthday. Aww, and, um, yes. Aww, and I started sweet. taking lessons, but then my life got too busy. But I'm going to get back mm -hmm. to it. You'll get to it. You love it. You'll get to it. Yeah, you'll make exactly. Time for it, you exactly. Know? And even I, I just, I just like even just like playing around. You know, it's still, it's still fun. It makes me feel good. <laughs> I actually named my daughter after a violinist. Hannah oh, really? Is named after a girl. Uh, her name is Hannah Ross, and she's out hmm. there somewhere. I want to be weird if she heard this. Right. But I named, and she does not know this. I named my daughter after her because oh. I worked with her at Shady Side Natural Foods. She must have been back in, two, in 1999, maybe. Mm -hmm. And she, she was in a band called The Recipe. I don't know if The Recipe still exists. It's like a West Virginia band or a Pittsburgh band. But she was part of the band that she would play, the fiddle or the violin. And she was also uh, in the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra at the time, too. And she was just such oh, a cool. graceful person. And she was always dodging this one guy's advances at work. He, was, he thought he was just, you know the cat's meow and she was like uh, yeah whatever you like he thought he was really cute too and she was like whatever and I'm like oh she is so graceful and she's <laughs> so together and I named my daughter after that girl because oh yeah yeah it's cool and it's funny it happens to be a family name too so I kind of you know win-win yeah. nice you lucked out yeah. on that one and <laughs> lastly um karaoke I love to karaoke <laughs> <laughs> cool it was even like 
I have karaoke down here, like a lot. Really? Oh yeah. Yep. Like I even like there's a there's a couple friends of mine, and I like we'll go karaoke. Um, we used to do it pretty regularly, but it hasn't got like because our friend was running the karaoke at uh, Dell's over in Bloomfield, but Dell's closed now, so um, Uh, they don't do that anymore. But yeah, so we had like had this spreadsheet going, like we have had a shared like Google Doc where it was, like, you know, we all put our <laughs> our karaoke songs in this Google Doc, and you know what songs we'd like to try out and what songs we're never to sing and things like that. I even had an app on my phone. Was, <laughs> oh, you're awesome! I'll have you'll have to take me because I've never I've done karaoke one time, and it's not because I can't sing; I love to sing. I uh-huh. just would rather sing without accompaniment. It's hard for me to. I don't know. Yeah. It's not exactly like that person. It's weird. It's just, it's just. No, uh, I totally, I totally get it. Like I do the same thing. I'm (laughs) medic. That's, I I have a problem with that. I sometimes, you know, I have to realize, I have to remember, it's like, try to find, find your own voice. Like you don't need to sound exactly like this person. Just hit the key, hit the notes. But like one of the best things, one of the most fun karaoke events I'd ever been to, there is a live band karaoke that, that goes on here. And there is nothing like singing with a live band. And I was, it was like the best time. And like the, I sang uh, Plush by Stone Temple Pilots. Oh yeah. And um, I love rock and roll by Joan Jett. And it was just amazing. You just feel like a a dang on rock star. Like it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. If you ever get a chance, if we ever get a chance to go to karaoke together, we must find a a live band. You'll have to show me how it's done because, I am so, the only one I ever did, okay, and I picked this song because it was short, because I felt so weird about doing karaoke. It mm-hmm. was the letter, you know? For an airplane, you got time to take a fast train, you know? The letter. It's like a minute and a half. It's really the shortest song ever. I'm like, I'm going to pick that song. <laughs> it's yeah, like, you'll have to show me. Yeah. Yeah, I love to sing, but I'm just so displaced by karaoke for some reason. It's weird. Yeah, know. sometimes it's, it's a weird me. thing. Yeah, like my we even do. have a we even have a karaoke game on our Xbox, and ever so often, my husband and I will be like, "When oh, it's time to get real stupid, it's like let's let's do karaoke and we'll just do it in the living room." <laughs> oh, what was it called? Is it called Rock Band or something like that? Where they um, the no, but I, I oh did used to have that one. Um, the we one used to do that. Yeah, yeah, we I used to, to love Rock Band. Yeah. <laughs> We used, um, used to sing for that. If you want to call, call that karaoke, I don't know, but but yeah. we did. That, yeah. But no, yeah, that was fun too. Like I love doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did yeah, that perfect score. Yeah. Um, probably. Uh, <laughs> I think there's like probably one or two songs I had ever had a perfect score, and I can't recall what it was. But I I really liked doing the drums. That was my yeah. favorite. Nice. I think it may have been like um, a Nine Inch Nails song, actually. Uh, oh wow! Uh, the, hand feeds, the hand that feeds, I think, was one. Yeah. Was yeah. You know, I think my husband actually did like a hundred percent on a song once, and you, I think it was Atlantis Morissette. You ought to know or something. Nice. Like, whatever the Atlantis Morissette song was on there. Yeah. <laughs> he totally nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So if anybody's out there who has a rock band. <laughs> their house and they want to invite me over Enjoy for it. it. I would, yeah. I would love to do a, a night of rock band. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's is that old school now? I don't know. It probably is. Might, like, might I, don't, I don't know what You're these like, kids what? are doing these What's days. Rock band? What right. Is that? <laughs> Something your mom and dad used to play a lot. 
Oh man, yeah. I don't know what these kids are up to. Like they do they even know about the, the glory that is rock band? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, the glory that is rock band. For the right. for the awesomeness of Simon from the eighties. Oh <laughs> Simon. <laughs> Man, I don't know why that just popped up in my head. That's that's random. Uh, probably because <laughs> of the light, good. the light up things on the rock band. The light, yeah, light. <laughs> the yeah, light up there button. You go. Sure, I made an association. <laughs> right, you, you figured it out. You figured me all out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that is my list. So um, now it's time to go to the book Four Thousand Questions for Getting to Know Anyone and Everyone. And I'm just going to pick a rando question. Okay. What is your current opinion of TV? Uh, uh, my friend's going to hate this because she just put something up on Facebook, but kill your television? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually love, like, Netflix, and I love Hulu and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I think TV is always about ads. Always yeah. about like again back to the mainstream media. I think you probably can figure that one out. Just 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 being barraged by, you know, uh, being by being by this be that do this yes, yeah consume consume be a consumer. So uh, television itself, yeah. I mean, yeah, I do like it sometimes, but I don't have it. So oh really? I, I, can, I believe you can actually live without it because I did live without it in Pittsburgh for the full five years I lived there. And then since I did that, I never needed it. So live right. without it for five years and you won't need it. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, especially, I mean, it's just in this, the day and age that we're living in, like you said, with Netflix and Hulu, like where yeah. you can pick and choose what you want to watch and when you want to watch it. It's almost like you would think cable companies would be giving it away. I you know. know. Just because yep. everybody, you don't need it anymore. Like yep. I can, it's like a la carte at this point. Like I don't need the cable. Right, yeah. I don't I just don't like being spoon fed ads like that. Forget it. Like yeah. give me give me my Netflix. Let me pick what I want. That's my niche. Give right. me my off pick choice. I, I think I've even also kind of gotten to the point where I prefer watching uh, television shows like in a bulk, like binge watching them. I think I prefer yeah, doing oh, that yeah. as opposed to like week by week by week because there's so much you forget and there's just like sometimes you just you just forget I forget to watch after, you know after a couple of weeks like oh yeah what shows were are we even watching right now like I don't even know <laughs> like so I did that with House of Cards I think I, I think I watched the entire season of House of Cards within like two or three days I'm like okay I just watched it all day <laughs> oh my god yeah I totally did that with House of Cards but no it's like it's 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 great for especially like people who don't keep like the regular who don't like keep the regular nine to five job and then nothing right. else after work kind of thing like the, the creative types or the people who are entrepreneurs yeah. or you know you have like two days out of the month or a week or whatever where you are picked to be lazy it's like yes yeah. what i'm going to do is i'm going to watch an entire two three seasons <laughs> of breaking bad so it's so fun I yes it is it's amazing yeah. like i love doing that i love binge watching like we will get into these moods and we'll like you know what we'll like throw a bunch of pillows and blankets on the floor and just grab snacks and within arm's reach and that's where we'll be for like the next day and then it's just fine that it's absolutely love it. out. Yeah. yeah it's great totally totally you. yeah so kill your television because there's no <laughs> kill your television get your netflix yeah. <laughs> well, Kelly, we are at the end of our hour. Hey, 
It was awesome. I had this was great. <laughs> I had such a good time with you. Oh, I'm, I'm so grateful to be able to talk to you and just have fun with you. Thanks so much, Camila, for having me on. Of course. Are there any, do you guys have any of your films or anything online or you got anything in the we works do. that you want to shout out or? We have Heels on Wheels is on YouTube. You can, you know, put in Heels on Wheels in 48 hour Pittsburgh and you'll probably get it mm-hmm. just through that search. And All then right. um, what we're doing is our 48 hour film project and we're just on the sidelines. So we may or may not be in or out depending on what actors they need but the mojave four team is the team we're on down here in savannah and hopefully hopefully we'll have a better chance because it seems like they have quite a few less teams than in pittsburgh um oh really last year their competing teams were 15 there were only 15 registered and oh yeah and and you wouldn't you wouldn't think that down here because there's so much film but all the students leave so yeah yeah so you have a smaller pool you know to be wow. a if you really want to try. But yeah, Pittsburgh is huge compared, like it's double the size. Huh. This is odd. I believe Jacksonville is really big too, but but yeah, here it's small because I think all the film kids just kind of, you know, vaporize. And yeah, that's so, shocking. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But hey, hopefully we can build it up and make it bigger. Yes, that is your goal. That is your job yep. for the next five yep. years. That's what you do. <laughs> We're doing it. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And um, Uh, thank you all for listening. And you can follow the the underscore Rugged Angel on Twitter. And you can check like um, Rugged Angel Productions on Facebook and check us out on ruggedangel.com. Thank you for listening. And thank you, Kelly. This has been a Rugged Angel production.